I did not ask his opinion about last week's game at all. I just got it right before the podcast. I didn't even want to hear it. He did a great job in the presser, though, being optimistic about certain things. You got to, man. It's the future. Down in distance. WGNRadio.com. I think it's still hitting. You know, I think uh, after a while it gets, it's like playing the same opponent every week. You know, I think that would get a little boring for people too. So uh, one of the exciting things is our schedule stays basically the same, but, you know, you got new matchups, you got different uh, schemes, and, you know, that's what keeps it energized. So I think when you get to practice against all those things, you know, in a practice setting, I think, uh, I think the guys enjoy that. The life that we live now, man. Down the distance, Jared Payton alongside Sean Davis, SD2 Mike's on Twitter, at Payton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N, always having fun in the studio. I guess let's first talk about, since you, you know, segued into it, let's talk about the Bears, man. This is, preseason is here, the only, first week in preseason, the only team to not put any points on the board in a preseason game. Not even a, like a field goal, nothing. Wow, Is it, it, are we looking into something deeper there? I listen. I don't know. I don't put a lot of stock in the preseason, but come on, bro, you got to be able to put at least some, some points on the board, right? Were they the only team not to score? The only team in the NFL, dude. I pre-season. was looking. I was looking across the top of a of a web page, of a sports web page. I was going through the scores, and all I saw was that was the only zero. And I was like, dang, man. Don't take it. Don't listen. Direct reflection of the offensive lines, right? It's or the lack of depth. Lack of depth. Yeah. yeah and, and I think that was a case before everything happened and the injury uh, to Grasso. But I, you know it goes what? goes back, I'll say it again. I understand Leonard Floyd, his potential. But when you have the elite tackle fall to you at that point and the other options you have at the offensive line, it's, it's you hard. Listen, you could have made – you could have addressed and that. And, I mean, they couldn't right? really foresee a retirement, you know, the two retirements. They had Manny Ramirez. Yeah. So certain things they didn't foresee, but – Still tough though. It's I mean, tough, when that man. when that started happening, because you started to look at the depth coming in, and you were like, "Man, things are things are on the up and up." But things happen, all right. So there's still time, and that's one of the things that I started writing about was that this team there's still more games to get better, and I think that's what this week has been all about, Sean, for the Bears has been you know, taking that time going up against an organization on the East Coast that uh, has been has been doing it for a long period of time, and you can see by their track record in the AFC. So the Patriots and the Bears getting to practice with one another, I, I enjoyed it. Listen, when I was a player, I was in Tennessee, we had the opportunity to practice against Atlanta. They came to us. And um, you get tired of going up against your same teammates during, during camp. It's hot out there. You know, you're wearing all that gear. Guys are getting testy on the field. And the Bears we've seen, even in Bourbon A, got testy with one another. Ted Larson, those guys just, uh, you know, throwing jabs. He's one of those guys that that stirs out the pot a little bit. But the fighting kind of got on the plane with them as well and traveled to New England. So these dudes are like, they're going at it. 
I mean, fisticuffs. It's like benches clearing, sidelines clearing. Like, let's do this. And we have to wait until Thursday night because the report's coming out. You know, our own Adam Hogue. We had some people from Boston, ESPN Boston, talking about the practices. The people in Boston had the Bears winning both practices. This is like a Las Vegas mega fight with the judges ringside, and we don't know how they're going to judge this. Our own Adam Hogue had the Patriots winning the first day. The Bears winning the second day. So we have to look at the cards and see what plays out on Thursday night because all we know for sure is that the fisticuffs definitely got on the plane with the Chicago Bears, and John Fox actually likes it. Belichick, not so much. That's not the way they run business and handle things. But John Fox says he wants his team to be feisty, and they should be feisty after embarrassing themselves last week. And just they need to be tested. They need to be feisty because that's what this game of football is about. I understand that can't carry over into games because we're talking about penalties that kill you and and it it disrupts the, the, the kind of the mental focus of a team. But we talked about we wanted swag a little bit, right? Like, oh, yeah, we got some new swag. Yeah, you got to fight a little bit, man. Let me ask you an important question because we're talking about identity for teams, right? Yeah. Every time the Bears have had a great team here in Chicago or a successful team, they had an identity. Yes. Which is usually connected to the defense. Yes. Let's flip over to the Patriots. When Belichick got there, the identity, even in the first Super Bowl win, was team ball and defense. Yeah. Dominant defense. Has that changed? Team ball is still there for them. Do your job. But is the identity more about Tom Brady now and that offense than it is Belichick's defense? Yes, it's more geared toward the offense. Now. So the are we looking for the Bears to make the same transition? No. We're used to having that dominant defense be the identity. No, the d- defense has to be the identity because so it still has to be the no, identity listen, i love no i love number six so we still are trying he's, to win in spite of six i no, I, I i love him to death he's just not number 12 oh without a doubt so Doesn't, i mean so, which number 12 though huh the number 12 in this division or the 12 in boston either either yes so and it's not knocking him he's not the 12 it, it, in indianapolis i still want to see more out of He's he's in a weird place, but he's in a weird place. So basically, Any of those he's, guys. he's half of those guys. No pun intended. Because six is half of twelve. Yes, pretty much. But it's not a bad thing. You we know you you know what you get from Jay Cutler, and hopefully, maybe he proves you wrong even more for all the doubters out there. But you already know what you're getting out of him. It, this team can't afford offensively. I just don't think there is as good, and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Without having some of the weapons that they've had, and and it, it, we're not talking. I'm not saying that Martellus Bennett was this huge, you know, that, that he was Gronk numbers. You know what I mean? But he was this guy that was he was dependable when you needed him, and he could do all the things that you needed him to do: catch the ball, you needed him to block. Someone defenses had to pay attention to. Yes, and so now this team is they're building it. Defense, what you've seen. The first pick of the draft was an edge rusher who was a project, but they were going, listen, we want this guy because we're building this defense. The talk about camp so far is about the front seven. Absolutely, because Akeem Hicks, according to all stories, has been 
dominant. Yes. Both days. We've talked about this. It doesn't it start it let's just take it away from the Bears. Let's just talk about what a successful team needs. It's it's in the trenches. It's on the offensive line, it's the defensive line. Can you protect your quarterback and give him the opportunity to be able to survey his landscape and make the throws that he needs to throw? Can you block for your running backs and spring them to open holes and get them to the second level? And with the defense, we know what time it is. Can you get to the quarterback and make sure that he does not have time to throw? If you can do that, you win both of those phases, you're pretty good. And the Bears, we saw last year, Sean, they had trouble getting to the quarterback. And I think the secondary is still that question mark of on this Bears team that is going to have to be answered. Because I, I you got to have playmakers, man. And you have to make plays on the ball. You have to make plays just when, when, when you don't even see anything there. And I think that's where this team is going to have to figure out who, who's going to be those guys. Kyle Fuller, what's his situation? He's not even in New England. Still here. Hey, you had talked about it and reported that he had lingering leg issues all camp. Yeah. So it wasn't a shock when they actually pulled him out. No, it wasn't. But for a guy who has which we a get lot to, to prove. see somebody that made plays, multiple plays against the Broncos, we get to see DeAndre one Hall. The, yeah DeAndre Hall out there in that corner once again, There's possibly so many- against some better matchups. And better talent to see how he really stacks up. So many D's. DeAndre. The three DeAndres. Yeah. Deion Bush, DeAndre Hall, oh, and, and DeAndre, uh, he has the hyphen name. I keep forgetting it. Carson, no. We'll get to it. <laughs> so go ahead, man. But no, I'm, I'm excited about that. One thing I was excited about. There is, there was enough to see why the Bears coaches are excited about Floyd. Yes. There was enough on game film or enough in that game, if you were watching, to say, okay, I see, I see what they're saying. He still has a lot to learn. You can see that. But the natural pass rushing skills he's got that him. are God given, he's got him. That can't be taught, he's got them. He's got them. I, I can tell he did a. Uh, I forget which player he's was. Good. He's good with his hands. He was coming off the left side. Yeah. Gave a one-two and spun. Yeah. And split the tackle in the guard, and you could tell he just wasn't strong enough to finish and get through. Yeah. But but that will come. He's still learning, man. He's still learning. He's still learning. He's and that, still you learning. Know, that was one of the, the things in camp that you you had to kind of focus on, Sean, is that he he was, you know, doing it to a point where he would get an almost in, if it was live game, he would have a sack, but you know, you can't you have to pull up because you can't hurt the quarterbacks. So you can't go all out and practice. And he's got those those natural pass rush abilities and his hands are so good and spin moves are there just imagine how much Clint Hurt is going to be able to kind of mold him and watch more film of guys that have came before him to kind of go like listen take all these things that you're seeing cut them up and I want you to like just 
I want you to eat and digest all of this. We'll see how it comes out on the other end. Let's go. Because his, his ceiling is... And to be around the ball, what that's what I love about him is that he has a knack for where the ball is and get to the ball to make a play. You remember what we used to see? You remember? With linebackers? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> get drugged about another... Couldn't find where the ball was in the air or on the ground. Goodness gracious. Well, that's the benefit. One of the benefits at Georgia is that they played him at inside linebacker. He yeah. saw the saw it from that play. Uh, saw the field from that vision. He played outside linebacker. He saw it from there. He yeah. played rush in with his hand on the ground. So he's seen just about every picture of the field that you can see to, as a defensive player yeah. besides playing on the back end. He's got something, man. He knows how to get through cracks every gap. Yeah. You talk about the A, B, C, D. He can, he get-, can get through every gap. He knows he can squeeze through, fit his body through. But the hard part for offensive linemen, once he gets into those situations during games, when – a game is going on because he how he how they're going to play him. We'll see how Vic Fangio goes and starts to put him into these different packages. But think about it for a guy that's going to come in in different spots early on, and as a game goes on, an offensive lineman have been going and battling all game and, and getting tired, and, and you get to that first step. You get you get to later in games yeah. when you need a play. And you're a little bit tired and it's hot or it's cold and you're like, and he comes off with that first step and a spin and he's good with those hands, he, he's he's going to have chances to make plays. Does he have to go to the T-Sizzle school of pass rushing? Because, you know, Terrell Suggs is probably the best patient pass rusher. He is patient. In the National Football League, maybe in the history. We've seen a lot of people do it with power, yeah, with speed. But the technician that Terrell Suggs is, he has the power. Yeah. But the technician he is patiently to almost wait to see what a quarterback is and then either either throw, swim, or whatever move is needed to get to the quarterback, he makes it. So he'll learn that. He'll get stronger. He'll learn the patience. He went back-to-back spin moves on consecutive plays. First time – he had some success second time. They kind of they kind of caught him with it. So he'll learn, you know what, I might not want to do the same move twice. Yeah, I think he needs to, on on those, those cut-ups I was talking about, he needs to be throw a little Von Miller in there. Sprinkle so a give little. me the three guys you want him to watch right now. Definitely Von Miller. Okay. That, that's first film. That's what you need to watch. Um, Khalil. Yeah. Alden Smith from San Francisco days. Okay. I want him to have that cut up. T Sizzle. Um, who else do you throw in there? Oh, you got to throw f- from the division. You got to throw a little Clay a little in there. Because uh, I want him to see what Clay, how Clay moves around. Minus the PEDs. I, yeah. <laughs> Cameron Wake. Hmm. Throw a little bit of that. Hey, and just let him kind of see what these guys are doing and how they play because he's a 
he studies from from people that I know that sit down with him and talk to him. He studies and he really wants to refine his skills and get to be one of those guys where, you know, God forbid anything happening to him where, you know, injury wise, I think we're going to be able to see something. Another guy, though, that I want to talk about. And yeah, we didn't see much during the first preseason game. But your boy, man, K. White. I've seen enough in practice that I know that this youngster has the potential to be special. He's got the potential to be special. So so as much as I want to, you and I go back and forth on this all the time when we look at uh, what Ryan Pace could have gotten in the last two drafts in the first round. But it's all about what he went for. What he went for. Like, that's I get, cool I get because it. that seems to be what he wants. Yeah. High high ceiling. He wants high ceiling. He wants ceiling. high ceiling. That's his thing. He scouts. So he believes in his scouting ability. But he also believes high in. Ceiling. But you what you know what he also believes in? He believes in his coaching staff that they can take these they can guys. Develop. They can develop these young men. And for, I think, Bears fans sometimes, we we get impatient because we want to win right now. Like It has to happen. And I've been telling you this, and you know from all the pressers, this is, this is a three- to four-year plan, dude. Just relax. Be sit, patient. Be patient. And see how this thing kind of, you know, lays out. Because Ryan Pace is trying to put a puzzle together. And he came into to looking at this, the puzzle pieces, and they were all on the ground when he came in. Like he was like, it was a wreck. It was a wreck. It was a wreck. So now he's trying to put this puzzle together with everything that's been laid on. And the you ground. have to be happy out of that wreck to get John Fox, yeah, to get the coaching staff that he has, to get Kevin White, and to get Leonard Floyd out of this wreck. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, you. Would love to see an Aaron Donald or a Todd Gurley in the backfield. But but say la vie. So what we're saying is to wrap this thing up, put a bow on it, it's not a it's not an we shouldn't be upset that there was no point scored. We should just wait till I'm sure there have been playoff teams that had embarrassing moments in the preseason. Just wait and see what happens. They got anyway. shut out. Games two and three. Mean more? Yeah. You want to see what this team has. Absolutely. And you don't know how how long Brady's going to play. You don't know how long. Brady won't play more than two or three series. I don't care if he is suspended. You can't get him hurt. You can't. No. So Garoppolo will probably see the first quarter, maybe first quarter and a half. I, I, I got a lot of faith in Garoppolo. So. Edelman's hurt. Gronk is hurt. You don't know if they play. They're probably not going to play. That's So what are you going up against now? You're still going up against what you said. Yeah. A, a team that is still do your job. Yeah, you're not going up against. You weren't going First of all, you weren't going I, up I you weren't going up see, against the superstars that much anyway. I want to see if Dow Loggins. Yeah. can find the same deficiency that other teams found when Shea played for the Bears. Where is he on the field? That's where we're running the ball. Okay, but you know what that means. They got to be things need to 
that offensive line needs to hold up because the running backs didn't show out it either in the game. So the passing game wasn't there and the running game wasn't there. Passing game was actually there. Just didn't get a chance. I mean, when you have Mariani miss a first down conversion, just drop the ball, he's wide open. That could have continued to drive. I'm not talking – I'm talking about more – the Broncos scored on an explosive play, and I'm talking about explosive plays being longer than – That was more of a busted coverage. It was a busted coverage, but still, shots down the field. Like, you – I need to see that's Which what nullified I need to see. A, a terrific blitz by Danny Trevathan. Sanchez took a hit too. Yeah, yeah. I want to see. I just want to see explosive plays. I want to see down the field. I want to. I want to see. So you want them to come out play action first play? Not first play. I do. I want to see a run first and then maybe play double action nine first. routes. Let's go. Double man. nine routes, seam route. Zach Miller, running back out the backfield, first play. I'm not First, even, I'm not even play. looking at Zach Miller. I'm looking down the field. I'm looking for K. White. I need you to stretch that. Oh, you know he'll stretch it. Go, especially if he's no going play. up against the. When they come you know out, what, man? When, listen. When Kevin they come White up, going up against the second DB every week. I'm gonna end right there. You might want to grab him for your fantasy teams. Maybe get that popcorn ready. Six or seventh round, K. White. Let me watch him eat these dudes up. As soon as he gets more and more experience, man. Coopers. Down the distance, Jared Payton alongside Sean Davis. SD2 Mike's on Twitter for him. Payton's son for me. P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N-D-A-D-Pod, man. This is WGMRadio.com, affiliated with the arena. As always, Bears coverage. We keep it going. Follow the arena shot on Twitter. Things are dropping pretty soon. But as always, we were here. Now we're gone. 